Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Come on, side, side, There's an exciting new podcast out from Gimlet, Resistance. Inspired by this summer's protest, these are new stories from the front lines of the movement for black lives. Told by the generation fighting for change, hosted by Saeed Tejan Thomas Jr. Resistance is out now on Spotify. Take a sneak peek. Listen here. When the protest started this summer, I decided not to join. The main reason was that I didn't want to be let down again. I've been here before. I've marched. I've yelled. And not much changed. But when I did finally go out there, I found some people and stories that got me thinking about this movement in a much different way. And I want to show you. My new podcast, Resistance, is out now. Follow and listen on Spotify. It's Black Lives, baby. You don't have to wait until November 3rd to cast your ballot. Be an October voter. In most states, you can vote early in October. Request your mail ballot, return your completed ballot in the mail or in person, or vote early at an early voting location. There's no time to waste. Treat every day like Election Day to make sure all voices are heard. Make a plan to vote. Be an October voter. Visit anistillvote.org to join the fight for voting rights today. Paid for by the Leadership Conference Education Fund. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Live Canvas Studios here in Gwinnett County, Georgia. This is Come On Sun, the podcast on the Loudspeakers Network and on Live Canvas Network and overseen by the one and only Combat Jack. I know I haven't been here. I've been been MIA because we've been out of town a lot. Joining me on the podcast today is, of course, my man Jay Diesel in the building. Thanks, What's up, sir? sir? I'm good, man. What's happening? So we got got a lot of stuff to talk about today, right? So we got to talk about it. Like in increments, we can't spend a lot of a lot of time on one subject. Oh, so we going hot and fast today. Yeah, we going <laughs> exactly. So okay, today, well, let's do it. We want to talk about the last presidential debate, the Uh-oh. debate for the presidency. We have to talk about the NBA finals. Uh, definitely. See, I'm wearing my Miami. No, I see hat that. I see today. that's a great hat. And and we have to talk about podcasting as a whole. And oh. then, of course, in there, my world famous come on site because. Super producer Krista, who puts all of this together after my man Franklin does his thing with it and sends it to her and she chops it up. Franklin's that dude, yes. by the way. Franklin's fabulous. Franklin Gomez. That's the super engineer right here in the studio. Well, 
Christopher found out that I get three to four thousand more listens when I do my rant. So we got to do it. Come on, son. Every single time now. All right. It's mandatory. Okay. okay so first subject matter. First of all, y'all know I always say this is overseen by the one and only late great combat Jack who put me in on the podcasting game. First thing I want to talk about is the last presidential debate because the next time y'all hear from us, it'll be done. Right. They will have had the last presidential debate. What do you expect to see in this last presidential debate? Honestly, more the same. You do? Yeah. I hope not because the first time was a, it was a three-ring circus. Yeah, it was so, crazy. Yeah. What's, yeah. Hold on. Juan, what up? Okay, coming to coming to the studio. Okay, that's Juanita came to bring me some this new drink they got. Uh-oh. So All we right, were just so. saying that the last presidential debate was a shit show. It was. We Completely. can say that a dumpster fire. Completely. You know, a lady said that live on CNN. Yeah, right? <laughs> I know. I saw. <laughs> said that. I know. I that's like, why I repeated oh, it. We didn't came a long way. Yes, that's exactly why I repeated it because I heard her say that. Yeah. You know what I really want in this presidential debate, and I will definitely be keeping my eye on it. I want to be clear on how they stand on each and every subject that the moderator brings to them. Yes. I don't want any more of Trump's pushing it off on. And you, Joe, Joe, you, no, that's not the question that you were asked. Answer the question. I can't remember the name of the moderator that did the town hall, but I liked her. She, She stuck to her questions. She made him answer tough questions. She didn't let him off the hook. It was a it was a whole lot of stuff that was going on within that debate. And what I want to hear from Joe Biden is exactly what are your programs? How do your programs affect each and every person in this country? One thing that I like about Joe Biden, and I'm going to get to this after we finish talking about this real quickly, is that he has a plan. Like, I can honestly go on a computer and see what Joe Biden's plan is. I don't know what Trump's plan is. I know what he's done for the last four years, which right. I don't totally agree with 100. percent And there's a lot of things in Joe Biden's past I don't agree with either. Right. Like the crime. I mean, bill. it's gonna be pl- it's gonna be pluses and minuses to everything. And yeah. That yeah, especially with the crime bill. Like how how has your mindset changed? That crime bill really that 19 that killed us 94 crime Literally. bill. Yeah, it hurt it hurt African Americans in this country really really bad. And that three strikes law was yeah. his part was of his that idea. crime. Yeah. Yes. That three strikes me out, you got two felonies. If you steal a piece of gum, yeah. it's another felony, and you get locked away from life. Yeah. The, for crack life. Co- the crack cocaine split was a part of that, too. Yeah, that you get more time, time for, for crack, crack cocaine. Than you do for cocaine. Because we're not the ones that was controlling the cocaine. We're the ones that was controlling the crack. Correct. We were not the distributors of cocaine in the United States of America. Correct. If you know the story of Freeway Ricky Ross, you know that cocaine was distributed in order to fund the Contras. And, yeah, you yeah. know that. Yeah. 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 And then and then Oliver North, who was at the forefront of it, and then President Ronald Reagan act like he didn't know he anything know about it, which he knew, he knew everything every about it. Everything. Oliver North got off, wrote a best-selling book, right? The guy who they was funneling the cocaine to that was funneling it to Rick Ross, he ended up going to jail for a small stretch, and they tried to lock Rick Ross away for a life. Forever. Yeah. And he only got out because of a loophole. Yeah. So that shows you exactly how the government works. I had an opportunity a while ago to do a podcast with Freeway Rick Ross. And if you go and look in, come on, on the podcast, looking at history, you can hear that uh, podcast. And he wrote a whole book about his experience and stuff like that. This was a guy who was moving so much cocaine, it was unbelievable. It couldn't read. 
He couldn't read. And then when he came home, he got set up to sell more cocaine, and he went back to jail. Right. This, all, this is all a setup to lock the black man away to destroy the black family. Yeah, and to build the prison industrial complex. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Modern so, slavery. Yes, modern slavery. So I want to know what are your stances on certain things. And you know what really kind of got me is when uh, President Trump and Vice President Pence both echoed the same sentiment that there is no racism left in the United States of America. That anybody can do anything. You can pull yourself up by your own bootstrap and you can be anything. No, no systemic racism, racism exists here in the United States of America. Well, you know, a certain, a certain demographic of people feel like they've, they've done all they need to do to help us as a people. So, you know, from their standpoint, they, they, you can never see what you don't want to see. Yeah, you're absolutely, you're absolutely and it's, right. It's a sad, but true but fact. they can't see what they don't want to see. Correct. We have to see it. No, we don't have a choice. We, we don't have a choice. Yeah, we, have, we, don't, we don't have a choice. On some level, you are going to deal with. If you're a minority in this country, on pretty much every level of your life, you're yes. going to have to deal with white yes. people. Yes. And to your point, from our perspective, we don't want to see that racism. Right. I remember right now, growing up in New Orleans. White people used to walk across the street to avoid walking next to me and my friends. Yeah, absolutely. They're scared. They prejudge. They prejudge yeah. you before they even know. You guys could have right. been a group of scholars on your way to the library. And most of the time we were. Right. Or enough. going to play ball. Or going to play ball. Right. Not bothering anybody. Not bothering anybody. But just based on the color of your skin, yep. they don't want to walk next to you. Did you see that video that's up right now? It's somewhere on Instagram, y'all. Y'all going to have to find it on your own. It's on Instagram. It's a video that is up about a white couple that just walked into this house that the black people got on the Airbnb. They just walked in and was like, do you live here? Stop it. Swear to God. It's getting more and more. They're getting bolder and bolder That's every crazy. day with it. Every single day. It's crazy. I can't imagine myself in a situation like that where I have just random people walking into. And was asking them questions like, do you live here? What are you doing in here? And the guy was like, why would you walk in here? On us like this because we black. Yeah. No, no, that had nothing to do with it. Yeah, we don't pretty, know. Yeah, but first of all, you don't need to know who's in here. It's not your house. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Take care of your house. Neighborhood watch. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Security of the first world. Top flight security. Top flight. Craig. Top flight, Craig. We top flight, Craig. <laughs> that episode of Boondocks? Neighbors watching. Neighbors. <laughs> all the time. That's what. That's exactly what's going down. Do you think that we will ever truly? be one nation under God no with liberty and justice for all no why because there there always has to be a subservient people and we've been shown that throughout history like I don't nobody I don't think anybody is going to willingly give up power Who's Jesus was that? subservient he was and they you killed see him. what they did to him yeah they couldn't mess with him when he came back though that, Ooh, no, that must have no. been Bro, can no. you imagine being on the other side of of being against Jesus? And people seeing him. <laughs> people people seeing him. Not only people seeing him, but he did the Sermon on the Mount, bro. Yeah. They came back to the cave after they crucified a man who was on the cross, a black man. Yeah. Let's oh, keep it let's, 100% let's keep, real. Let's, let's make sure we emphasize okay. that point. He after, was black. After they crucified our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Yeah. 
who died for our sins, who was on the cross, who forgave them. Right. Right. Bless them, Father, for they not know what they they do. do. Forgave them. And because they were so afraid of all the miracles and all the things that Jesus had done, they put him in a cave. Everybody else's body who was crucified with Jesus, you don't know what happened to them. They don't tell you. He's only 33 years old. They yep. put him in the cave and got and some other boulder, slaves put a to push a so boulder big so big <laughs> in front of the entrance to that, in the cave that nobody can move it. Yeah. Nobody. Except a couple of hundred, probably a couple of thousand slaves that moved in yeah. in the first place. Oh, yeah. Came back, pushed the boulder away, he wasn't there. Bruh, I've been scared. To, I probably packed my stuff and moved. Hell, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, read, I read some ancillary books that said when that happened that Pilate took the deuces. Pontius Pilate rolled out. Oh, absolutely. And, and he converted. Wouldn't you? Of course. Wouldn't you? So, of, of course. That being said, Jesus was a subservient in that time. Yes. In those days. He was part of the subservient people. people. Right. Yeah. The disadvantage. Yes. We have always been the disadvantage in this country. Yes. Always. And I remember you and I speaking one time, and you said something that really struck a chord with me. You said, revolution has never been obtained without war. Never. Never. And that's that's why historically in this country, whenever there's been a, a, a feeling that our people are about to go to war, mm-hmm. they stop it, cut it, cut it off before it can even get started. Mm. Black Wall Street was cut off. Tulsa. They right. killed that real quick. I read an article the other day about the same thing happening in Wilmington, North Carolina. Actually, mm-hmm. there was like a whole community of prosperous blacks who had won all of the political positions up in the mayor alderman like the whole deal and it was this whole party that was just compounded of of blacks and i guess the term today would be progressive whites mm-hmm. and the the opposing party which at the time was the democratic party killed all that wiped it out white wiped it can't do that out they put all of this propaganda in the newspapers. That was apparently one of the first times that the cartoons started about the big, bad black guy. Oh, wow. And so they were doing these blackface cartoons. I saw the one cartoon. There was a white woman in the middle, and there was six black dudes around this white woman. And the caption was, protect our women, save them. From the big, black, scary guy. Yeah. Yeah. Should never that, kind of, that kind of, like, took off. That took off, but it only took off after a brother who owned his own printing press in Wilmington posted an, an article stating just quite quite flatly that y'all women wanted us. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he, post, he posted that. Y'all wanted <laughs> he put He put that. Well, since, it, because, uh, yeah. since 1619, <laughs> they wanted to do Of course. They see that. You get something you can't get at home. Something yeah. better, something different. Bigger, stronger, faster. Yeah. Able to make you feel more protected and secure. Yeah, absolutely. That's And that's what it's all about, bro. So yeah. all I'm hoping for in this last presidential debate is pretty much to sum it up into one word is clarity. Yes. On both sides. That's a great word. Clarity. That's all I want. Yeah. That's all I want. So we'll be looking forward to it. So the next time 
we podcast, we will definitely be talking about that last debate. Okay, let's move on. Something else amazing has happened uh, in the NBA bubble. Okay, the uh, Los Angeles Lakers won. They won the championship, and LeBron won his fourth NBA championship, and he's a finals MVP, right? Yeah. Okay, what is LeBron's legacy? Because after the game, LeBron went off and was talking about, I want my damn respect. Okay. What is LeBron James' legacy? This is the reason why I'm wearing this beautiful I love that heat hat. Miami Heat hat. Because, in the Hurricanes colors. Yes, and this is, an, uh, this is a tribute hat to Jimmy Buckets. Oh, yes. That's the only reason why I'm wearing this hat. Yes, and I do believe it. if, what's that other, the, the, the white dude name that got hurt? Drogic. Drogic was 100% oh, they yeah. win. I, I agree. I they agree. win big, too. He's 100%. And Bam doesn't get hurt, they win. They win. It was bad matchups. Bam, Bam was beautiful. Yeah. Play beautiful ball. And I always like to see dudes that you don't really know of ball come out. through and ball out. Yes. What is LeBron James' legacy? <laughs> can, can I quote the great Clubber Lang from Rocky Three? Yes. He's a paper champion. Woo! Is that hate? No, it's not. It's not hating. You manufacturers. I, Please I, explain to the audience who might be listening to this and be like, yo, don't you ever yeah, put I mean, that dude in the Shannon it's a bunch shop here this. He's going to kick. Yeah, so tell probably, <laughs> probably. I love you, Shay. Yeah, we love you, Shannon. Hey, all skip, oh, skip, oh, LeBron, skip, oh, yeah. LeBron, LeBron, black and mild, yeah. the benefit, skip. LeBron. All right, why, why is he a paper champion? Because, man, like you, he, he, t- I, I can never respect anything that doesn't happen organically. The only team that he had that happened organically was the Cleveland team. Okay. And he went back. And organically, to was, we mean by trades. By, by trades. Acquisitions. And, yeah, and drafts. And not, drafts. Not the conscious assimilation of your homeboys. Woo! That's like, that's Speak like on me, it, brother. That's like me and five of my former teammates going to a park. We're not going to lose. <laughs> We're not going to lose. We're not going to. You're not supposed to lose. When you team up with a guy, D Wade, y'all are friends. Chris okay. Bosch. Chris Bosch. Who's murdering who's, them in Toronto. Who was, a, who was an all star in his own ring. On his Doing own. His... D Wade already had a ring. Yes. With Shaq and Alonzo yes. Mourning. Shout and out to Alonzo Mourning. Yes. Who won a ring when he got traded. Yes. Back to Miami. Yes. Like, he did that. And then, so now he goes to LA and manufactures a team over there. Calls AD. He's like, man, you don't need to be in New Orleans, man. And I take offense to that because New Orleans is my hometown. Exactly. So you don't need to be in New Orleans, man. Come over here. Let's win this chip. You know, let's do the damn thing. Sign with my agent. Sign with my sign with my company. Which is my boy. Right. Sign One of my Rich. greatest friends. Yeah. Rich. My yes. Best friend ever. My best friend ever since I was a kid. Yeah. Sign with Rich. Sign with Rich. And we're gonna make you a champion. Right. And he does it. If I'm AD, I do it. I do it too. If I'm AD, I do it. Because like, first of all, the money it. was ridiculous. Oh. oh, yeah, the money's right. And he's gonna re-up this year. Right. If I'm AD, I, I'm yeah. absolutely doing that. But yeah. the, the, the onus is not on AD at all. No. Not no. on the unibrow. You cannot call somebody the greatest of all time. The greatest of all time. Think about that title. People need to understand the, the, the significance of the greatest of all time when you manufacture a team. And you can't call yourself the greatest of all time. I will call LeBron James the greatest of his era. Yeah, agree. I will give you that. I'll even give the him the greatest athlete to ever step on a basketball okay, court. I, give I might you even that. give him that. I give you that. I yeah. might disagree with that. But I'm going to give you the greatest of your era. 
I won't give you the greatest of all time because you're playing and in a different set of rules than your predecessors played with. Yeah. I you're absolutely – pl- you, nobody can hand check you. That's a big one. You and I have had this talk before, and this is the yeah. reason why. You, you said to me we got to bring this to the air. Got to. And, and you can't hand check a little pit-pat foul. You get that. They have to – if you're in front of them a certain amount of feet, they have to let you go to the basket. They call, oh, a breakaway? Yeah. What is a breakaway foul? foul? Is it a clear path foul? Clear path foul. <laughs> what is what is a clear path foul? So if you're more than an arm's length in front of me, I cannot foul you. If I foul you, it's automatic bucket. It's automatic free throws, and you get the ball. David Stern is the manufacturer of the clear path fouls. No more hand checking, and it all stems. It's all Ron Artest and Stephen Jackson's fault. Yeah, probably it is. The brawl for when was it? The brawl in the palace. At the palace when they ran up in the stands. Shout out Jermaine O'Neal, too. And Jermaine O'Neal. <laughs> and they ran up in the stands and they beat the crap out of the yeah. fan that threw something on them that was yeah. cursing them and calling them all kind of N-words. Yep. And they handled their business like any man would handle yeah, his handle business. business. David Stern, who was a commissioner of the NBA at the time, God rest his soul, implemented rule changes yeah. and regulation changes to make the game faster with more buckets and less aggression and less aggression. That's why they had changed the rule of how they can dress, which we like to call the Allen Iverson rule. Right. They changed that. that. They made them want to put, they made them put on jackets and stuff and suits and all of that stuff. That was good for Chauncey Billups because he liked them wide leg bottoms on his pants. So (laughs) no, no shade Chauncey, but you do. Okay. But David Stern wanted more butts in the seats and not only that, more sweet sales. Oh, yeah. So corporate he America corporate could money. come. He wanted corporate America's money. Because yeah. corporate America wasn't really dealing with the NBA like that. Nah, First of all, the NBA people. was too black. It was, too, it was too many black people. Super black. If you remember correctly, one of the general managers of the Atlanta Hawks at the time got into trouble because they said, stop putting so many black people on the kiss cam. Remember? Yeah. Because they do the kiss cam yeah. when you're sitting with your girl, your date or whatever, yep. and they put you on there, you're supposed to kiss or whatever, and it's funny if you don't, or yeah. funny if you overdo it or yeah. whatever. And um, he he said, stop putting so many black people on the kiss cam. All right? The Clippers owner had to sell the team right. because of his remarks on how he felt about black people at the game where his mistress was blame, bringing black guys at the game. He was like, don't bring no more of them niggas to this. You right. know, he let it, and she recorded it. Right. Right, which was foul for her. She should have yeah, been killed. Was, but worse side piece. He though. needs some mans in them. Right. Yeah. That that's another subject. Yeah. Having mans in them. Yeah. Okay. But uh, the point I'm trying to make is when all of this stuff transpired, the NBA 100% changed a lot of the rules of the game. It wasn't as aggressive anymore. It wasn't as physical anymore. So people like to speculate as to whether or not LeBron could have thrived. In the era of Jordan, Pippen, Rick Smiths, Charles Oakley, Xavier McDaniel, Charles Barkley, Look. Reggie Miller, the Davis boys. I mean, you. Look at my face. <laughs> I see your face. You're absolutely. The uh, bad boy Pistons? The bad boy Pistons. No. John Sally. Larry Rick Bird would have touched him up. And Larry Bird could have jumped a foot off the ground. Larry Bird would have touched him up. So we're going to give LeBron the best of his era. Yes. Without a doubt. But he's wait, not better than Jordan. Wait, wait, wait. How long are we saying his era has lasted? 17 years. Kobe Bean Bryant was in that era. Hold oh, He's not better than Kobe Bean I'm, Bryant. I'm, I'm just saying. Okay, after. <laughs> I don't want to say after Kobe passed. I don't want to say that because Kobe 
was one of the most vicious basketball players I've ever seen in my yes. life. And just absolutely yes. one of the best. But and he, and a stand-up guy later on in his life. Yes. Here's the question, though. And I posed this question to you before. Can you be the greatest of all time if you, if you can't even be the greatest Laker? No. You're definitely not the greatest Laker of all time. Come on, side, side. Attention to all the fellas out there tuning into this podcast right now. Listen close and listen good. Two out of three men will experience some form of baldness or go entirely bald by the time they're only 35 years old. Yes, only 35. That's wild, right? So the best way to prevent hair loss is to do something about it while you still have hair. And this is where the team at Keeps come in. Keeps. That's K-E-E-P-S, Keeps, offers at-home consultations with doctors, and you can get hair loss treatment delivered right to your front door. See, back in the days, you used to have to go to the doctor's office for a prescription or risk trying one of those corny commercials promoting hair growth, but not with Keeps. They make it easy to deliver your treatment every three months as needed so you can say goodbye to long pharmacy checkout lines and awkward-ass doctor visits. Listen, act fast and act now because it could take anywhere from four to six months or more to see results. The sooner you start using Keeps, the more hair you'll save. Nearly 100,000 men across the country trust Keeps for their hair loss prevention medication and with treatments starting at just 10 bucks a month, you'll find out quick why Keeps has more 5-star reviews than any of its competitors. For a limited time, you can get your first month of Keeps free with my special offer. Prevent hair loss right now and save some money at the same damn time. Visit Keeps.com sun. That's S-O in keeps.com slash sun to receive your first month of treatment for free k-e-e-p-s dot com slash sun s-o-n you know like come on son keep that hair looking healthy fellas keeps.com slash sun come on son, son. no he have a hard time and that's breaking, another breaking problem. That top five and i don't have a problem with lebron anybody that's listening to this i think lebron is an amazing player and i don't think we really going to appreciate him until he's gone. I love his game. Yeah, I love his game. Love I don't game. think you I don't think you appreciate greatness until it's no longer in front of your face. That's just the way things are in this world, period. So I think LeBron is the greatest player of his era, trying to figure out what that era really means. Yeah. What, because what Kobe like. Bean Bryant was within that era too, is 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 ex- very, very difficult. So we're not really dropping a, a hammer on top of LeBron's no, head on no, anvil it's, like it's still you know, more to be written. Yeah, it's still, it's still more to be There's written. There's still more to be written. Yeah, but you or, cannot. But I will say this: compare LeBron James to Michael Jordan. No, just, under no circumstances. You can't under no circumstances. Please, let's just not do that. Let's but stop I will doing say that. His, his Cleveland championship. Right. I count that as about two or three championships. Okay. Why is that? I do just just because Cleveland. It's Cleveland. It's Who, Cleveland. Who's going to bring a championship to Cleveland? Really, nobody. Yeah. Except LeBron James. Yeah. Ex- exactly. And I think that's why if. I think they should have stayed. Me too. I think they should have did whatever they needed to do. To get, I wanted to see them go back to back. Me too. I did. I love Kevin Love. I was glad when they traded for Kevin Love. Yeah. I like Kyrie, he's a little, you know. He's off. But love his special. Love his the game. Boys <laughs> love his game. I liked watching them play together. I thought they had good chemistry. Ty Lue has always been like, you know, one of those just stand up NBA guys. Right. As like, and a great coach. Yeah. And a great coach. And I'm gonna say this and then we're gonna end the LeBron James uh argument about whether or not he's the GOAT. Um I got another question. Did Bronny, his son, put a chink in the armor? Ooh, yeah. No, not as bad because of the bubble. Okay. If they would have had to travel 
and go to Miami and go back. And even before that, during the playoffs, you travel. If they had to travel with people in the stands, with more TV coverage, with more people there, talking about Bronny smoking weed on Instagram, it would have put a chink in his armor, and it may have hurt his brand just a little bit. That's when the bubble worked out to his advantage because he didn't have to move around. There wasn't enough people to come in. Nobody can ask him about Bronny after the game. That's true. That's true. What is a handful of people sitting there when he was no when he was like doing five. virtual? Yeah, he was. He was doing virtual. virtual. There's yeah. like five people that are scared to death to ask him the wrong thing, thinking that he may never talk to them again. Yeah, and the rest was virtual, so he really didn't have to answer questions about Bronny about Bronny and what Bronny was doing. Right, he didn't have to. So That's he fair. got over. I feel like I, I feel like he got over. And then I'm gonna say this, and we're going to move on to our next subject. You can never be the best without having to adhere to the same rules of everyone else. I can be the best chess player in the world because nobody changed the rules of chess. Yeah. If I'm a grandmaster, I'm a grandmaster. If I beat chess era. Right. There's no (laughs) chess era. There's no checkers era. Right. You when you change the rules, you change the game. That's why Tom Brady will never be the GOAT to me. Because you changed the, you called it the Tom Brady rule. You changed the forward pass rule that if his hand is going forward, it's a forward pass. When I came up, if they knocked the ball out your hand, they knocked the ball out your hand, it's a fumble. Yeah, they used to be able to body slam you too. Exactly. You can't scrape the helmet. Oh, personal foul. Yeah. Will the pass. No. So unless y'all want to put all of these people in the same rule box, you can't call them the greatest of all time. I agree with that. And I'm going to leave it at that. Now let's yeah. move on. There seems to be an influx in this country of everyone that thinks they can do what I do. I'm a radio personality, have been for over 30 years now, and I've been podcasting Uh-oh. for quite a long time. Combat Uh-oh. Jack, Premium Pete, Loudspeakers Network, A-King, those people convinced me to podcast. Is podcasting the new future of broadcasting? Unfortunately, yeah. Especially now with uh, Corona. Because now people don't want you in their faces. They don't want to get close to you and stuff like that. Like this, this is it, bro. Like this, everything is done over the, over the virtual airwaves, pretty much digitally by yourself. Good for live canvas studio. Great for live canvas. Absolutely. Yeah. But the thing that bothers me is that it's just everybody, bro. It's It's not a day that goes by that there's not somebody in my DMs on Instagram or Facebook asking me to get on their podcast. And I'm like, who the fuck are you to even be doing a podcast? <laughs> like, why do everybody think that you can be interesting constantly? Access. It's easy access, bro. It's everybody like rap. can do it. It's like rap. Every, everybody, it's like rap. everybody can do it. It's like rap. I can go, I can go to Best Buy or Office Depot right now and buy me a camera, buy me a microphone, download me a, a program. Clean feed. And, and roll. Right. And that's what people do. But you got to be good. There are people that are at the top of the podcasting game. Combat Jack, Premium Pete, you know how long all Premium Pete does now is podcast. You know how long it took him to get to where he is in podcasting? You know what the problem was? And this is the reason why most people drop out of podcasting. You podcast not for the love of it. You're podcasting for the coin. Yeah. Do you know how long it takes to build that audience up until you can monetize your podcast? I just really, this year, 
started really, really monetizing the podcast. I mean, last year, 2019, 2018, might be one, two, yeah, something like that. This is really 2020 because of COVID. It's really been the first year that like major dollars have started coming in. And and produ- and Krista, my super producer, who also does my morning show on 104.3 Jam, you can go to radio.com and listen to that all over the country. She puts it all together for me, and she's been doing this just for the love of doing it and and me and her friendship. And we haven't really been making any money to speak of. You know what I mean? It's time to cash in, bro. I, it's been time to cash in. You know what I mean? But it's it's starting to pick up now, and I'm really I'm really thankful for it. But a lot of people don't have really don't have anything to say. Like, I, I can enjoy listening to Charlemagne. Charlemagne has never sh- shot me any shade whatsoever. Right. Love Charlemagne. Big up to him. Yeah. Premium Pete, of course, does great interviews. The late, great Combat Jack. Um, drink Champs. I love listening to, to Nori. Nori's just a fool. Yeah. So how can you not like Nori? If you're entertaining, then people will listen to you. The problem is with podcasting, because it's so accessible, Everybody thinks they're entertaining. So they're not. It's like you're Instagram. A family barbecue everybody, and somebody tell you, oh, you funny, you should podcast. And then people go, you should it. be a stand up comedian. Yeah. I went through that too. Yeah. Where everybody thought they were a stand up comedian because you have five minutes of jokes. Nah, it don't work like it don't, that. It doesn't Somebody don't work told like me that. that. I actually tried it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it I don't work like it. that, it don't bro. Work like that. And another thing you have to understand about this whole thing is it doesn't work for what works for one audience doesn't work for, for all the audience. Now, you got um, Carrie Champion and Jamel Hill out there doing their thing. Yeah. You know, it's like each and every radio show now has a podcast. You can't listen to a sports radio program without them pushing a podcast on you. No. And a lot of that stuff is just the um, it's just the stuff that they did on the radio that they chopped together and put it out as a podcast. Bill Simmons, who's uh, basketball, wrote many books on sports oh, yeah, and basketball, basketball and all that stuff. Cool. He's one of the earlier podcasters, too. Yeah. They call him the podfather. I disagree. I think Combat Jack is the podfather. But they like to call him the podfather. He, he gets this, like, just because of who he is and just because a lot of stuff because of who I am, I get a lot of people on my podcast. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just six in one hand, half a dozen in the other one. But I just think that you really, really have to be good you have to sit down. You have to be thought-provoking. You, you you can't just say everything to please everybody. Yeah. Sometimes you got to be controversial. Yeah. And that's what Come On Son, the podcast is all about. It's about being controversial. Yeah, the the, the no, things no, that no, you no. and I just said, we would ask LeBron James the same question if he was sitting in here oh, right of course. now. So I'm like, bro, why did you think it was necessary for you to become a Laker? Like, your legacy should have been Cleveland. And, and they shit else happening. Baker Mayfield ain't shit. Right, <laughs> right, right. Odell Beckham Jr. Brown. is about to get it in this fucking rant. This come on, son, rant I'm about to give out. He's about to get the fucking business. Oh, okay. okay. So your whole ass dysfunctional football team ain't been good since Jim Brown. Right. You've had at least 12 different head coaches. Yep. Your, every quarterback you get is a fucking prick. Basketball can't done play. nothing Basketball since, done him. Nothing since him. Right. Okay. Why wouldn't you want to stay there? And please don't give me because of your production and what you're doing in television and film. No, I'm not you can do that. that shit in your off season because Shaq and Kobe didn't win a fucking thing until Phil Jackson told them, you got to stop making them corny ass Shazam movies. <laughs> and Kobe, I don't give a fuck how many, how many uh, A-list models you get to be in your video. You right. can't rap for shit, homeboy. For real, let it go. Okay, and shut down your record company, which is why Kobe and I had beef back in the days, and you know that story. He left my yeah. girl stranded out there, my, my good friend Unique, but he shut it down 
to focus on basketball. And the reason why we became friends again after a lot of times of me actually seeing Kobe and not fucking speaking to him and giving him the, like, fuck you look is because he came to me as a man and apologized. And I have to accept a man that can admit his mistakes. He said, Ed, I handled that wrong. I should have took care of Unique a little better. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. If you didn't want to do it, you should have sent them home and paid for them to go home instead of leaving them stranded the way you did. Yeah. Okay, that was fucked up. Not telling your face, that's fucked up. Okay? So when we make amends as men, it's all good. But when you're in Cleveland, first of all, LeBron, maybe someday somebody will play this for LeBron. I'm going to tell you to you like this. You did the most manliest shit I had ever seen any person do in basketball. You left Cleveland to go to Miami, which was fucked up. You should have gave him a heads up. It took some balls. Right. But you made a mistake the way you did it. Dan Gilbert, the owner, raked your ass across the coals. He took a full-page ad out in the biggest newspaper in Cleveland calling you all. He called you everything short of a nigga, of an ungrateful nigga. I I read nigga when I read it. Didn't you? I read it. I read it. I read it. Like, you ungrateful motherfucker. Right. Benedict Arnold. Yeah. Every bad thing that you could call another human being, he called LeBron. And you still went back. Went back. With him, still there. Still there yeah. as the owner yeah. and got him more money yep. because you wanted to show the young disadvantaged kids of Cleveland that anything is fucking possible. Yeah. And you did that. Once you did that, JR fucked up the last game. Yeah. <laughs> then he, JR Smith fucked the last game up. Yeah. You still... Well, nice enough, dude, to bring Jr. to fucking to the Lakers to LA. and gave him another <laughs> ring, and he took his shirt off took again off like again. a fucking idiot. <laughs> All right, right. You could have did the same thing in Cleveland. Like your power again. is so yeah. much that you could have told AD, "Come to Cleveland." Come to Cleveland, and he would have came. He would have came. Yes. You, Paul George, would have came. Yes. Kawhi Leonard would have came. All of them. Why go to LA and be behind Kareem Magic? Magic and Kobe. Why? Makes, makes no sense. You know me. how many rings you have to win? I want to hear about the production they're shit. They're not going to put that's a what you got rich in for. LA. Ain't going to be no statue of LeBron. You got a, you got You got four Pete or five Pete. You got to win five straight championships. Oh, yeah. If he want a statue. And he's not going to do it. So I, I just don't understand the move. I still think you're the greatest player of your era. I don't think you're better than Michael Jordan. I don't think he'll ever be better than Michael Jordan, okay? Because it may, maybe if you'd have stayed in Cleveland and maybe three-peated in Cleveland, we could have said, yeah, he's up there with Mike. That's why I wanted him to stay because I wanted to be able to have a legitimate conversation about him being the GOAT. Plus, you had all that time off this year. Yeah. yeah a lot of time months off. off. You're seven months off. Yeah. You're we were talking about the NBA Finals in October. That should probably be over in June. Yeah. Right after the All-Star game. I had a yeah. great time at the All-Star game, though. Tell you that much. That was that was a great time, Chicago this year. We need to talk about that. That was, was crazy. That's all. Right, we had fun, but bro, you, you you can't go into somebody's backyard and try to put up your own fucking statue, and it's not your yard. Yeah, it's always going to be Magic's yard, Kobe's yard, Kareem's yard, and even Worthy to some extent. Yeah, it's never it's never going to be your yard. All right, we got to take a little break for station identification, and because uh somebody was nice enough. To buy some time on this joint. <laughs> so we got sponsorship. So we got to hey. take a break for the sponsorship, and then we'll be back to wrap this up. And I'm going to hit y'all with the world famous 
Come on, son. Come on, son, the podcast. Right here live from Live Canvas Studios on Loudspeakers Network. We are back at Live Canvas Studios. This is Come On, Son, the podcast. Yeah, you know, like we do, like everybody else is trying to do, but we talked about that already. It's Come On, Son, the podcast, and it's about that time for me to hit y'all with the cardboard world-famous sign that made me famous around the world. Come on, son. Let's get into it. First and foremost, Cardi B. Cardi B, come on, son. Why Why did you get drunk and take a naked picture of yourself and put it up on Instagram, and your areolas look like that. Come on, son. You got a horrible tit job. I wanted to see, you know what, really? I wanted to see your areolas before the tit job, but them <laughs> shits look like crepes, Cardi B. I swear to God, it looked like you went to Six Flags somewhere, and they just took one of them crepes they made and put it on top of your titty. At first, I thought it was like a, a, a pasty or something. Then I realized that your areolas look like a fucking small island in the Pacific. Come on, son. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here with them whack-ass areolas. And to all the ladies out there that go get your titties done and then they fuck your areola up like that, come on, son. Don't let them fuck up your areola just so you have some big fucking stupid titties. Because it was some ugly titties, Cardi B. I ain't going to lie to you, B. I thought them shits was going to be beautiful. They look good when you got clothes on, but come on, son. Your areolas is fucked up. And speaking of fucked up, how you going to file for divorce from Offset and then take the nigga back? The nigga ain't going to stop fucking other bitches. That's just the way it is, son. He's just a dusty-ass nigga from Atlanta, and he's going to do what he's going to do because he can't handle the fame. Cool if you're trying to make a family with son, but I'm telling you, the nigga is going to future you. That's what future do to every bitch he got. He's going to future you, so you did the right thing by trying to get rid of him, but now you stuck with this nigga again. I understand you want a daughter for your father, but the nigga can be a good father and don't have to be in your house and in your face all the time. You can't be that lowly. Well, with them areolas, you might be. Come on, son. Fuck out of here with your areolas, right? And speaking of stupid motherfuckers, Donald Trump, we get this close to the election and we just found out you got a secret bank account in China. How fucking stupid do you have to be? I know that if I was running for office and had secret bank accounts, I would close the shits out before I run for office. But you're so stuck on your own self like a fucking piece of gum to the underside of a movie fucking chair in the theater that you think you could get rid of, uh, get away with everything. Come on, son. First of all, you orange. Second of all, nobody likes you but your constituency. And then you're going to do this dumb shit after you got away with paying $750 in federal income taxes for two fucking years and you make billions. You're going to have and keep a secret bank account in China. China. That is a fucking... um, Communist country, dude. You got billboards around here that says voting for you is America versus communism. And you got your money in a communist bank? Come on, son. You have to be the stupidest motherfucker in the world, Donald Trump. And speaking of stupid motherfuckers, Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, my God. 
I thought it was bad enough the way you acted on the sideline by slamming your helmet when y'all lost that game. Can you please show that you got some fucking sense? I didn't say anything when the rumors went around, allegedly, that you flew Cat Stacks out to see you. Cat Stacks has to be one of the ugliest, fucking nastiest, dustiest, dirtiest Instagram or, or social media bitches of all time. You flew her out so she can shit on you. I'm not talking about like, she fucked you and didn't, didn't call you no more. I'm talking about literally cocked her ass up and shit on your chest and you get off on that shit. That's another story altogether. But now you can't go to your alma mater for two years. You're banned from LSU for handing out fucking money to the players after they lost. I mean, after they won the national championship and you did it right there where all the cameras at. You have got to be one of the most talented, ridiculous motherfuckers I have ever heard of in my life. So come on, son Odell Beckham Jr. When are you going to get your shit together? You're a fantastic athlete. You're a great fucking uh, wide receiver. But you're a fucking sideshow, dude. Grow the fuck up. Leave these nasty hoes alone. And stop letting niggas come out between your legs in the hot tub. (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with you? Come on, son. Fuck out of here with that bullshit. And speaking of bullshit, the whole fucking state of Texas. Come on, son. How y'all motherfuckers going to say now social workers can turn away clients based on gender identity, sexual orientation, or a disability? Yes, it's true. I just saw the motherfucking shit come up today, and that's why I'm including it in my, come on, son. It's bad enough that we get treated like shit when we go to Texas. My brother, who used to live in Dallas, Texas, and Houston told me, Texas is no place for a black man. If you bounce a check and you black in Houston or Dallas or wherever else, San Antonio, wherever else, they will lock your motherfucking ass up, and you might get the electric chair. But come on, how are you going to tell a social worker, a social worker that's supposed to be working for the people, that they can refuse a client based on a disability? So if I get hurt in a car accident, I'm in a wheelchair, I can't get a social worker? If the social worker says, like, I ain't fucking with that nigga in the wheelchair, they don't have to? Wow. Or based on my sexual orientation, if somebody decides that they like the same sex, they can't get a fucking social worker? And y'all think that that's good, the governor of fucking Texas? Come on, son. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. This is why Jay and I just said we will never be a country under one God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all because of shit like this. The federal government needs to step in and stop letting these insane fucking dumbass governors make rules for individual states. That shit doesn't make any sense. It's disgusting, and we need to leave that kind of shit alone. And the next time you vote, Get that motherfucker out of there. But then again, that's the same state that Trump carried. So that tells me a fucking lot about your fucking state, Texas. Fuck you, Texas. That's some bullshit. And whoever the president of Nigeria is, fuck you too, you black motherfucker, killing your own fucking people. And you know, the United States of America, if that was Israel, you motherfuckers would have said something. But because it's Nigeria and it's black people and we are the first motherfuckers on this planet Earth and you're so fucking hateful behind it, you ain't going to say shit about it. You're not going to say anything about the president of Nigeria killing his own people. And you're probably behind it if we dig deep enough into it. Y'all are some fucked up people. I'm Ed Lover. This is Come On, Son. And I approve this message. Now get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. Come on, son, son. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is being brought to you by Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. No, I'm only playing. <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> nah. Y'all keep going first. Everything else will fall into place. We'll talk at y'all next week, man. Y'all know what it is. Come on, son.
This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is produced and engineered by co-executive producers Krista Hayes and Kimana Paulus in downtown Chicago. This is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.